1: Hello listeners and welcome back to yet again another episode of the Beautiful Game podcast as always, I'm your host, Pudge, and I'm joined by my faithful two co-conspirators, Dot and Detch. We're also joined by a very special guest in the studio. It's an extended member of the family, and we're going to be hearing from him very shortly. Before we go into the episode, we're just really quickly going to run through the itinerary so you're all familiar with what we're going to discuss on this episode. So we're going to kick things off with an article that was written by our special guest. We're then going to discuss the fourth qualifying round of the FA Cup. Uh, between Haringey Borough and Yeovil Town and uh, a particular instance that happened during that game we're then gonna lead into a roundup of the fixtures this weekend before we preview the game uh, for Monday night's football uh, between Sheffield United and Arsenal. We're then going to uh, bring back uh, uh, a segment that we we uh, initially started last week, which was the unpopular opinion, and then we're gonna round things up with the prospect of the week. What's happening, lads?
3: I'm good, bud. Actually, I'm not good, you know, I'm
1: pissed. Yeah, do you know what? When I was on my way, I was thinking how, like, but this was before the result of the game today. I was thinking, yeah, I'm going to ask you guys how how you're doing, and you're probably going to say, like, I already know what the answer is going to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mad because, like, Liverpool always wins.
3: So every time we do this pod, Liverpool mm. won. Yeah, that's 17 weeks in Yeah, So it's
4: peak today, like, man. Mm. But,
3: yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I
4: don't
1: know. <laughs> how about you, Dead Chad,
4: again? Yeah, man. When I went on my morning run, you know, this morning, mm. I was thinking, yeah, Liverpool are going to win. I can't wait. Mm. This is mm. the most forward I've been looking forward to, a Liverpool-United game. Mm. Obviously, we've got the point. So, it's a bit deflating, but let's look at it in a long-term point of view, innit? When yeah. we, you know, wake up tomorrow morning, I don't think the point will be too bad after all. Nah, mm. man, I'm upset. Obviously, yeah, it's a <laughs> yeah, bad but, yeah, 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 it, yeah, but when you look at it. But when you break it down, how the game went, mm. I think tomorrow morning we'll be feeling okay. Mm. Fair
1: point, man. Now... Um obviously as we as we mentioned we 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 welcome back uh, a member of the extended family, yeah. you know. Um, it's it's always guys. a pleasure when he's in the building, man. <laughs> Thank you. So, so knowledge and I think knowledge. It's, 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 it's very, very fitting as well, given the fact that, of course, it was United Liverpool today. So we can see when, when we review the game, we can look at things from 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 both uh, sides the yeah. st- of, the, of the story, right? Definitely. So welcome back, guys. Welcome. Back. Welcome. Welcome.
0: Welcome. Thank you, lads.
1: Thank you. For me. Okay. Cool. So I know we we mentioned, you know, we're gonna we're gonna review that game and, and whatnot. But before we do that there are just uh, two things that I, I want us to basically review and, and, and go back over before we delve into the games. So we're going to start off with um, a piece that you wrote, Gaz, uh, cool. quite recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned that it was quite some time um, ago that you had last written a piece. <laughs> yeah, bro. And I think that this one was really, really, um, really good and, and gained a lot of traction given the fact that it was on a topic that a lot of people can resonate with. Yeah, mm-hmm. And 100%. even within the piece, it touched on so many different things. There's elements, of gentrification in there there's elements of youth violence there's elements of um, just essentially so many different things that people would be able to relate to you know everyone played street football Mm. growing up everyone's idols were the same people do you understand Um, and and the style and brand of football that you know some of our idols all embodied growing up you know it, it that's that's the reason why that that piece was, was 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 so was so strong so shout a big shout out to you for for putting that together
0: thank you, thank and, um, you. i
1: also appreciated some of the stats and stuff that you you, you threw in there as well mm-hmm. man but really i i guess the first question i wanted to ask is what what was the motivation behind that what made you want to write about that particular topic
0: um it's an interesting one so basically i my job role is a is a is as project manager of a youth engagement program and that's through the usage of football. Um, so basically, we, uh, as, a, as a child, I used to go to this program myself and it's all about engaging young people in through football mm-hmm. So I worked my way through as a volunteer, then I was part-time, went to union and when I finished, long story short, full-time at 21 and I started managing the programme. Uh, so it's about engaging young people in ball courts, estates, youth clubs, leisure mm-hmm. centres. So all accessible areas for young people mm-hmm. um, and the purpose of it is to keep young people engaged. That's the core of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, so through through my job, even when I was part-time or slash full-time, um, it's given me an insight into how street football has impacted Football at the top level, mm, yeah. and it always kind of has, but it's never really been spoken about. When it has, it's been it's been spoken about from the perspective of sort of journalists and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. With that, of myself up, I'm sort of in it in yeah, terms yeah, of yeah. I'm yeah, there. I lived it, I've experienced it, I lived it, experienced it, and I still live in the areas that mm. that I was discussing. So it was something that um, I thought I'd give insight from the inside, if that if that makes any sense. Um, so I've coached a lot of a load of young people in those sort of environments, and I've seen. What what that does? So yeah,
3: that's that really. You know what I loved about the piece? Go on. Like when you mentioned Wayne Rooney, I was like, wow, like I didn't think of that. Like Mm. I didn't think that Wayne Rooney was the ultimate street footballer from a young age, and he even had a show around it. Yeah, yeah. That touched me. I was like, raw.
0: Yeah, because Street Striker came out in 2008, and it was like this was quite new. It was like something we'd never really seen before. but Um, But Rooney's spoken quite. Well not often he's spoken, not once in a while about like how he grew up in Croxteth, Liverpool and honed his skills in the streets and even I was reading Michael Carrick's book and mm. you would never think Michael Carrick
4: the type of footballer he yeah, is yeah, yeah, playing yeah, street yeah, football yeah. but
0: he literally said like as a kid he would go into the street and just kick the ball football. against the wall mm, all yeah. day long and that's how he sort of worked on his mm. passing technique and using different parts of the foot to pass the ball mm. like when the ball bounces up on particular parts of the surface it bounces up in a dodgy way because it's not a <laughs> um, late grass <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a yeah, late yeah. astroturf pitch <laughs> so you have to adjust your body you have to adjust your touch your touch might take you left or right and stuff like that so um, yeah that's, that's it's just that my thought was is that I wanted to give a bit of an insight to be fair I
1: like,
4: mm. yeah. yeah, I thought that was a very very good piece I mean I've played with probably one of the ultimate street footballers Zaha machine <laughs> yeah. 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 Wolfrey <laughs> Zaha I mm-hmm. mean it was interesting when you spoke about the dynamic I mean when I played probably like 5 to 10 years ago with mm-hmm. him coaches probably were on the side of caution they are thinking oh it's too greedy you know I can't have this guy in my eleven. Mm-hmm. He can't start. I think nowadays the coaches are on the other side. They're thinking, you know what? Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They can change a game for me, and we're seeing that with Sancho, Hudson, Adoye, mm. players like that.
0: Yeah, I think. Um, I think I spoke about the, sort of, the change in the mindset of people. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and I think that's because of how much we have struggled as a, as a country in terms of football, in terms of players that just excite us and make us jump, off seat mm. like we'd always look towards the foreign players like the yeah. Burkhamps, the Perez's, but we have our, we have players here. It's just about how we either coach them or give them opportunity. Mm. So like, mm. um, I know England as a country have tried to change their DNA mm. yeah. in terms of how they coach players and sort of giving young, well, given young players the ball and like making mm-hmm. them develop a relationship with the ball yeah, and beat the ball being the end all. We can coach them how to, Pass the ball and do possession stuff later. Get the ball and just master it. Enjoy mm-hmm. it. Like the ball is yours. And give, I think that's where we started seeing like ball of peace and coaching sessions. So each session, the boys might get 20 minutes. Boys and girls, to be fair, might get mm-hmm. 20 minutes, 50 minutes. Ball of peace. This ball's yours. Enjoy it. Practice some mm-hmm. stuff. Learn some stuff. I know a lot of academies have started to try and incorporate street football yeah. in a way into their sort of sessions. Yeah. So I think I read a piece like five or four years ago where Bristol Rovers. I think once in a week, once in a week during training, they would like go into um the local car park and have like mm. obstacles and stuff okay. because they don't necessarily have maybe what you'd call typical street football compared to us. So they sort of try to incorporate that That's and make huge. their own environment of yeah, street yeah. football. Um, but yeah, the piece was just given an insight into sort of what I do in terms of my job role mm-hmm. and how that, how I've sort of seen young players go on to play at a decent level. Mm. Or are aspiring to do so? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Do you
1: know, I find it really interesting the point that you made about um, incorporating it with, within our DNA, because you know when you, when you when I'm thinking about street football, the first place that comes to my mind is is Brazil, yep. South America, and, and South yep. America, <laughs> yeah. and, and, and a, a huge part of that is because of the culture. You can see. It's, it's literally in their DNA, like the, the whole samba style, oh, yeah, even yeah. even the whole the dance the music. Oh, like, okay. mm-hmm. that's all embodied within the football, football. That, yep. that they yep. play as well. Mm-hmm. And 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 there's there's no surprise then that the the players that they produce. Are so creative. Are, have so much flair. Yeah. you know, are so flamboyant. You know, mm. you, you can you can list uh, h- yeah, tens you know. of hundreds of, of of players that have come from Brazil yep. that have got that kind of style and, and, and flair. And 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 even now, you know, it, it's transcended through generations. You yeah. know, so you know how, how many national teams we see. There's there's always a, a new wonder kid coming out of Brazil. Someone, you know, do you know do you know what I mean? Also, <laughs> yeah, on yeah, 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 as well. yeah, yeah.
0: Do you know what it is? I just like. Because as a kid, I just felt like, like, we weren't getting chances. Like, Mm. like, Dej, for example, was at Palace, which is, which is amazing. And like, me growing up in, where I grew up in sort of Southwark and Lewisham, I only knew a handful of players that were coming through and doing really Mm -hmm. well. So Daniel Mm -hmm. Johnson, Mm -hmm. Frank Noble. Yeah, mm yeah, yeah. Um, Dej, 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 got picked up like really late. Mm -hmm. Mm. like for the player that he was when we were growing up as kids like Deji was cold Mm. cold. (laughs) like I didn't even think he was a centre back
4: (laughs) (laughs) even another one like when I used to grow up in Bermondsey I'll be you know going out with my mum and dad Mm -hmm. I'll be in the car and I'll be seeing him with Hassan one-on-one just yeah. striking the ball mm. trying to kick against each other and again these are like the places where you hone your skills dude. yeah, yeah. Um, and you think of
1: the host of players that don't make it as well of you know course, even of within course. South London there are so many players man you know players like the, uh, Charlie Mitchell for example who was mm. who was great uh, years years back Ekudin you know there's, there's, there's oh, so yeah, many oh, there's yeah, so yeah, many players yeah, yeah. And I think
0: are, I think that's what it is is like now what it is is that so what happened was clubs in Yorkshire clubs in sort of like the Midlands area the Norridges they've cottoned on to what's going on in mm. South London mm. and I'd say wider than South London as is a, is a fair point but particularly South London because that's what I know and what I see these yes. clubs are coming into these areas mm. and they're picking up players as, as early as possible and if they're not <laughs> picking them up and so, so so yeah that's that really that's mm. my that's my my big thing really is no, that, that was sick mm. yeah that was sick yeah, yeah, yeah
1: sick piece. well, yeah, well we, I mean 100% we we can off the back of this episode as well like just reshare it and whatnot it's so funny because sorry but final mm. point
3: final point like Wayne Rooney is a player that I've always secretly liked and I'm like why do I like this guy i mm, meant to hate him but yeah. it's probably because that street element to him yeah, is what made yeah. me
0: gravitate to him from like a young age yeah he's not he's not necessarily like the step over yeah, and step yeah, over but, chop, a but if you were yeah. shooting from 50
4: yards then you'll the think the technique <laughs> yeah yeah the <laughs> um, <laughs> the goals the lobs the volleys yeah,
1: like, yeah. 100% man so, yeah, we're, we looking forward to the next piece you put out. Hopefully you don't take as, as long to, something, uh. Um...
0: Something's coming out next week, to be fair. Brilliant. Okay. Love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, love yeah. That. yeah.
1: Heard it here first, guys. Guys, <laughs> guys is like Shakespeare with the pen. <laughs> um,
0: so, yeah, we'll, hopefully it resonates with people again. We'll see.
1: Brilliant stuff, man. Cool. All right. So, let, let's move on now. Um on, on, a, on a, a topic and an issue that isn't as uh, as, as jovial and, and as light-hearted. Um, but, you know, we, we, we saw yet again another instance of, uh, you know, racial abuse. Um, and it was in that, uh, the, you know, the, the um, qualifying round of the FA Cup, the fourth qualif- qualifying round between Haringey Borough and Yeovil Town. Now, um, the players were led off the pitch um, at the point at that point it was uh sort of it was 1-0 but um they were led off the the, the field by their manager uh, uh Tony uh, Loizu um the goalkeeper Valerie Pajetat who's a Cameroonian um uh, uh individual he had objects thrown at him and he was also spat at um, uh, whilst preparing to face a penalty um and and yeah the the, the players all sort of uh, stood up and and were counted um and and decided that they weren't going to continue on with the game so you know a massive shout out to the players um mm, for and taking, staff, such, a for taking such a strong stance mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. you know I think we we definitely need to be seeing more of that mm-hmm. more solidarity and more unity on that front um what what are your what are your thoughts guys um on on the whole the issue and the matter and the action that was taken by Haringey um
3: i think this is going to be a major challenge to the FA um, we saw the scenes in Bulgaria, which were pretty unpleasant. And I mean, the FA were very fast to, you know, call out the Bulgarian FA saying that this is disgusting. This kind of racist abuse in 2019 is is awful. And the Bulgaria manager at the time, who has now resigned, made a good point. He said um, the problems um, when it comes to racism in English football throughout the whole pyramid is worse than what they have in Bulgaria. And after the game, the English FA came out and said, look, now you see Bulgaria is horrible. It's terrible.
4: <laughs> Greg Clark, isn't <laughs>
3: Greg Clark comes out and <laughs> condemns Bulgaria now this is a challenge for the FA. How are Mm -hmm. you going to respond to this? Because it's all good calling out someone when it doesn't relate to you. Mm. You can make yourself look good. But now there's a pressure on the FA to act as strongly and as swiftly as possible.
4: Mm. I mean, we saw it, you know, in the game against Bulgaria, the English fans were singing, you racist bastards, you know what Mm. you are, to the Bulgarian thing. And now Mm -hmm. it's happening on our territory. So what are the FA going to do? Because I think... You know, England could have taken a stronger stance in the in the game against Bulgaria. I mean in your place of work you're not gonna wait three times for someone to racially abuse you before action is taken. So, but why
3: those isn't
4: our ruling issue? Yeah, of course the ruling is against the minorities and that needs to be addressed mm. because if I had my own way, kick the team out of the competition because then they won't benefit from the pot of money that they get from operating in these competitions then they're going to have to say you know what we need to overhaul our system we need to make changes or else we're not going to benefit from the money and we're not going to you know um, be part of the game so Mm. I think stronger measures need to get taken it's like they were looking for a way not to take action they were passing the box and Mm -hmm. oh yeah they done this they stopped the game the referee's done this he's announced on the Tannoy but for me, it was just a cop out and a bailout. And mm. hopefully, lower down the football pyramids, where you can take such drastic actions, hopefully mm-hmm. that filters up right into the top.
0: Um, the thing with racism is that racism is a society; it's a societal problem. Mm. So, as much as we look at football and expect football to do a lot, I think. And football can play a big part because I think we can use football as a tool to educate. Of course. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of the fact it's such a big sport and it's such yeah. a big uh, influence on a lot of people across the country. But you have to start from the from the bottom. Mm-hmm. So how we educate the next generation of, of young children coming up is what will shape their views and put, put mm-hmm. their, their opinions of what life is like in 10 to 15 years time. So I think we have, don't get me wrong. Punish Bulgaria, punish the the um uh, is it Yovel fans? It was Yovel fans. Yeah, yo, punish yeah, the Yovel yeah. fans because we don't want to see that in our mm, sport. Mm. Um we don't want to see that whatsoever. However, we need to also, and I say we as a this is outside of football, yeah. Start from the beginning. Mm. How we how people educate their children in terms of how they view other people will be prevalent in terms of what happens in the next 10 to 15 years in this country Mm. because there's also with sort of Brexit and stuff is like it's created a big divide Mm -hmm. in in the country Mm -hmm. I feel and I feel a lot of people feel as though if you're not Brexit you know you're you're, you're sort of, yeah, bring everyone in, like, really welcome everyone. And if you are Brexit, you're racist. It's not necessarily yeah. that. Yeah, it's not so yeah. It's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's, it's created so many divides, and I just feel we need to. Education is the key. Like, don't get me wrong, football is massive. And we, I think if the two go together, we can really, really make mm. a big difference. Uh, guys, I wanted
4: to ask a question. Like, God forbid, just say if you were handling a group of kids yeah. and they were racially on the uh, racially abused on the pitch, and they came up to you and said, Guys, we've been racially abused. Mm-hmm. In that standpoint, what do you do? No, As the game's co- not happening.
3: <laughs> yeah, but, guys, <laughs> Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That comes down to a wider issue, which we raised in that article, that there's a lack of being representations mm-hmm. in, in football. Mm-hmm. Because if a referee was on that pitch, that referee is going to be offended as well. And if the ref says, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore, I'm walking off, mm. surely the game has to be halted. Um,
0: mm. though, yes, yeah, so the two go hand in hand. We do need more representation of black and ethnic minorities in football 100%. And that's at all levels from sort of board level, senior level, mm. to, to referees, to coaches. Um, I think players as is- we don't need to worry about that. There's a lot of us in playing football, but in terms of the, in terms of the other aspects of the game, massively important. However, if you're educated enough to know, so if the guy is a white referee, as you, as you, because you mentioned if it was a black ref, they might see it differently. Mm. If you're an educated person and you're a person that understands all people are equal and, is, all of that stuff is really important. It doesn't matter what skin colour you are. A
3: hundred percent.
0: and again it just goes back to me for education and and how you are brought up as as a individual, as a young person, as a child. Mm. All of, that shapes what happens in how you view life.
5: Mm. Uh,
0: in the well as I said earlier, so um but yeah it's it's just I'd rather be talking about the fact that Harringay got to this round and they're facing the overall that's what the biggest, mm, I mm, the, mm, the biggest mm, game in their That's Definitely. what it should be to yeah. conversation. A lot mm-hmm. of these guys I think I think the manager come out after and said that they're centre back missed the game last year which got televised I can't remember who they faced but the game was televised okay. last year yeah. he missed that game and he played in this game and to have to go through that in the, in your first FA Cup game or your yeah.
3: first big FA Cup game can mm. I say it's just not on lastly yeah. on that I just think the three-step <clears throat> protocol by UEFA is a bunch of nonsense I mean why does it take three chances before you finally take serious action mm. I think it's pathetic and the people applauding it really like it's what you're there's, applauding. No,
4: there's no empathy mm. in those bodies there's no one probably from a BAME ethnicity mm-hmm. that's been through you know racist abuse so there's mm. no empathy so if you have no one in the organisation that can relate the rules are going to be shoddy em- empathy and mm.
0: understanding if, yeah. you, if you aren't of Black and ethnic minority, if you're not from that sort of culture or that, that background, you will never really understand it. Of course, mm.
1: Mm. of course. And mm-hmm. until that
0: changes, as you mentioned, um, nothing will change really.
1: That's it. Unfortunately, you know, it, yeah, it, it was a, a sad occurrence and, and we don't want to be seeing these, these, these instances in our game. I guess the, 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 the silver lining that we can take from it is the fact that, the, the, you know, the players did walk off. So that's well a, definitely a step in, in the right well direction. Mm. Um, and, and we hope, um, you know, that inspires and encourages other uh, teams, other uh, players, um, uh, managing staff to, to follow suit as well when those instances occur. Now, on note, <laughs> uh, gonna, yeah, I want to light a note. We're going to move on. We're going to move on, and we're going to start, um, of course, um, reviewing the game today between United and Liverpool, which uh, ended in a in a one one draw. Um, an unlikely scorer to equalise mm. in uh, in Adam mm-hmm. Lallana. Mm-hmm. Um, you know so that, that was that was quite interesting, and our prelude to the game was, um, you know, talking about how pivotal the game was, given the fact that, um, it was Liverpool's opportunity to equal, um, City's uh win, win, win streak yep. on, the, on the bounce. I think it was 18, isn't it? Yes, um, fun. and of course, given the fact that, you know, the results haven't really gone in favour of uh, United, um, recently. It was. I don't want to say do or die, but it could have very well been for, for, for Ollie. Oli, um, you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, so all of those things made for a very uh, interesting um, uh, preview to the game. Uh, did do you guys felt like the game transpired in a way that um, that you would have expected? Not necessarily with the result, but in terms of the actual in the, the actual game itself.
0: Do you know what? I haven't watched Liverpool in a while and I realised that today because I watched them in the first half and the majority of the second and I just felt these guys really, not really, you have done really well to get to where they are right now in terms of basically being the top two teams in the country. I just feel mm-hmm. they lack creativity and I feel as though, and so I feel Liverpool's big strength uh, over the last year and a half to two years has been out wide, mm-hmm. uh, the yeah. wide forwards and the wing and the fullbacks. And getting really high quality delivery into those areas, mm-hmm. whether it's, uh, uh, down the channel mm-hmm. or deliveries into the sort of into the central areas for the strikers. And I feel you just lack a bit of creativity in that central area. Um, Genie's really good. I like Genie, but I just, I don't feel it's enough mm-hmm. when you compare it to again, and you lot are still clear of city. So there is that to consider. But when you compare like the, they've got David Silver, they've got the Bernardo's, they've got the KDB. I just feel as mm-hmm. so though there's that one thing missing that will make you take that next step away from, possibly away from City and City are a really, really good team. I would say that will elevate you guys to another level. So I was that's what I was, in the game, there was just that spark that I think was lacking. Uh, also, you have to consider Salah was out as well. So that was a mm-hmm, big that loss. That was a big blow. Um, just because he's a, he's a basic, one of the best wide forwards in the world at this moment in time. Um, so I feel as though those were the two things that I think were missing in the game. Um, I don't think Fabinho was on the ball enough. So I feel like yeah. when, in the first half United really obviously we had the fans behind us and mm. so on and I think the game was sort of our game. We didn't necessarily dominate mm. into what you'd call dominant performance, but the game was ours rather than yours. Yeah. Um and I think for if you had got for able on the ball a bit more and just when you had gotten the ball, just slowed it down and mm. just calmed the game a bit. I think I might have changed sense. the title of the agree. game. I agree. But yeah.
4: Yeah, I thought yeah it was a it was a funny one because games after the international break you know, players playing in different systems. There's that effect, obviously Mm. not having Mo Salah and obviously, guys, you alluded to the lack of creativity. But in the second half, I think we saw, you know, Keita come on, Mm -hmm. Oxeay-Chamberlain come on, Lolana come on and they had a major, major impact. When Keita came on, he was like, yeah, give me the ball, pass the ball. I'm going to start dominating. And Mm. you you could see the players gravitate towards him and he was a major, major difference in that game, in my opinion. I think it's been coming for a while because... Liverpool have lost
3: their last four away games in in the Champions League and I, I'm starting to see a problem here. I feel that when you're playing against quality opposition, you cannot afford to play a midfield of workmen mm. because you need moments in that game where you need to calm the game down and control mm. the game. And as Gaz alluded to in the first half is that Liverpool, they were too frantic. You're, mm-hmm. you're playing Man United at their own game. Whereas when Man City go to Old Trafford, they say, you know what, you can show as much heart as you want. You can show as much passion. The crowd can be up for it, but we're going to nip this in the bud and mm-hmm. we're going to control the game mm-hmm. and kill your confidence. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the last I want to see of Ronaldo and Henderson in a big game together. I'm, I'm not, I'm not having that midfield anymore. I'm not having it in the bigger way games mm-hmm. because Again against Chelsea it wasn't great, but we had clutch moments that took the game away from them. Mm.
4: Yeah, to be honest, that Liverpool midfield or the Liverpool for performance for me was it was it was not the so fitting of Liverpool. Yeah. Mm. I mean we started to see it. I mean against Sheffield United wasn't great. Against Chelsea we picked our moments mm. and I think it all culminated today and it's not <laughs> that midfield is not fit for purpose in, mm. in the big games for Away Liverpool. from home. Definitely yeah. away from home yeah. and
3: And what was interesting about the game is that Liverpool did actually panic, in my opinion. I feel... And this is the problem that I've always said, is that the minute you take away Salah or Mane, so many people's positions in the team has to change. Mm -hmm. Because Origi has to go to the left. That takes Mane to the right. So now you've got two players out of position, and that's the problem. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm trying to say? So you think should have started is he fit he's
4: not fit unfortunately Blessed that would have
0: been that would have been I think he He would have been 100%
4: and what Man United done today they dragged Liverpool down to their their level level. I remember Mm -hmm. Klopp when he first came into Liverpool he was like you know what (laughs) what we've got to do drag teams down to our level Mm. we might not be better than them but that's what Man United done Mm. and for Man United to get a result from that game it was going to take them to overperform and Liverpool to have a slight dip. Uh, and that's what we saw today. That's, that's, and that's actually, actually what coming.
1: I wanted to ask. How much of today's result was um, the the Liverpool players not being at the at the races? Yeah, but Butch, it's or, easy to say that. Or, or mm. Oli's tactics? Yeah, are we, are well, we going to no, no, give, no, give some some, some, some <laughs> from accolades to Oli tactics you, you, you know, I'm not, not a fan today. of him, but let's give him the accolades because yeah. he got
3: his tactics right. I mean, Andres Pereira, I've never seen him play like that. I know guys, you're probably not convinced by him, but he put in a top performance today. He worked hard and he used the ball well, in my opinion.
0: I think, um, I'll go back to what you said before I talk about United. When you said the frantic, like, there was a couple of times I saw Robertson, who's like one of the, (laughs) for me, he's quite a cultured footballer and he's really good on the ball, but there was times he was just lumping it up Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. to Mane and it's like, Mm -hmm. that's first Trent
1: lost the ball 33 times. Yeah, but that's not not usual. That's that's what I
0: wanted to shine a spotlight on. Mm -hmm. I
3: feel that, because we were playing so badly, it's kind of like a cop out for the players. Just give the ball to Trent. Give the ball to Robertson. They can create from anywhere. Mm. And you, you can clearly see that, that does, that's not mm. going to work mm. all the time. They're mm. not, they're not geniuses where they can get the ball and literally whip in a peach every time. You still need to work the and right I, angle and mm, create like, the right
0: space. And I think what Oli did, or, or whoever it was, because I don't know if it was him. <laughs> <laughs> Can't stop it, man. Can't stop it. The first, okay. the first thing he did was the three centre backs, which was So you're leaving self, you're potentially even self-exposed in terms Mm. of a three against three. But what you do is you push your, well, you push Rambasaka and he pushed Ashley Young quite high and wide. Mm. And then he had Rashford and James are sort of wide forwards as well. So you're literally stopping, honestly,
1: they were, yeah,
0: you're stopping their service. Like Liverpool's main uh, line of service is out wide. So if you can Mm. stop that you kind of stop Liverpool and I Mm -hmm. think kind of that's what worked until you brought on Kate and you brought on Ox and you brought on Alana who are all central players to an extent and they're all better in those central areas so then you have someone now who can also receive in the central areas and now Man United midfielders have another thing to think about (laughs) other than oh
4: let's press out wide let's press out wide
0: so I think that's what happened in the game and
4: also what I think we saw as well, I think Oli tried to implement and mimic Chris Wilder at Sheffield United because when you look (laughs) (laughs) throughout (laughs) the season no when you look Throughout the season, the team that caused <laughs> Liverpool the most problems, it was Shuffle United yeah. and playing that three at the back with Egan, Basham, and O'Connor. <laughs> and that's what they tried to do in congesting the midfield. But yeah. if you want to go into the game, let's probably analyze the goal. Again, we saw this type of goal when Man United played Chelsea from the counter attack. the only way for me, they can score. Yeah, for me, it was a foul on Origi. When mm. I saw it live, I thought, yeah, this is 100% a foul. Then obviously, Daniel James. Flying down the wing and then putting a lovely board mm-hmm. in Rashford think, with a bit I think of good Firmino movement.
0: should have won should have put you like one up firstly Oh
4: yeah, it was a tame, yeah.
0: Like mm-hmm. he, he, even if it's not definite a goal, make the hair do
3: more. Yeah, mm-hmm. but guys, you know what it is? Liverpool lack composure in front of goal in the bigger way games. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay. We don't put teams I, I to the away from home.
4: Mm. We don't We've had performances. I remember early on in Klopp's reign, the one against Man City, against Arsenal at the Emirates who scored like three goals. But going to Old Trafford, you I think there's to. been a, there's been a bit of a problem, and people are talking about this mental block. Is there a mental I don't block? I think there is. Yeah, I th- I would agree with that. Because going to Old Trafford. I mean you're so supreme I mean I like my boxing analogies mm. this was like AJ and Ruiz yeah. you know AJ probably had a look at Ruiz and oh, <laughs> fat stomach yeah, Liverpool yeah, yeah. players before the game oh, aesthetically this player, yeah, yeah, yeah this player yeah, yeah. McTominay yeah. this player like, I think oh we're going to yeah, beat you anyway yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know you what, come up a cropper because mentally subconsciously you're not rating them as you should I mm. think what you saw was the, the fans it is important I don't think you
0: can overlook it the fans played quite a big part especially in the first half into the second where they were really Really, sort, sort of pushing the pushing the United team forward, and I I liked what I liked about the goal was Rashford's movement. Mm. So he sort Mat- of went out Mat- in Mat- out, yeah. Yeah. and the, and he I really like strikers who think about their movements mm. in the box. It shows. There is something to work with. Mm. Rashford hasn't been great for a little while now, but I don't think people. I think people have been quite harsh on him.
4: And yeah, no, don't not call him shit the other week, <laughs> and we posted something on yeah. Twitter as well mocking his movements. Uh, again, no, don't get back
0: me back. wrong. He has still a lot of things to <laughs> of hold course, and work on. But mm. what he's had is he had like four managers in like the space of like three or four years. All people telling him to do different things. All and then he's had Gareth Southgate as well, who probably wants something different from mm. him as well. Mm. He's then put out wide. He came through as a sort of a ten at United where well, then he's out yeah. wide and he's up front and there's a lot of mm. things to, to look at in terms of him don't get me wrong
3: Guys, that's, that's still not an excuse yeah, I don't want him to be the next Welbeck where you play him left wing you play yeah. him right wing you play him up top you get one. I'm trying it's to good,
0: say, it's good to give people I think players need to learn different <laughs> positions to an extent and then it's like oh, is he going to become who he is or is he become like you said a, a Danny Welbeck <laughs> <laughs> and,
4: and to be fair when you look at games like today suit him down to the ground to be the, fair, real challenge, the, the real ass. challenge is next week against Norwich. When you have to break teams down, yes. But even though Norwich play, you know, open style of football, so again, but, I ju-
0: Liverpool are probably likely to be more open. So yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah.
4: yes.
3: To be fair, let's give a mention to Daniel James. I like what I'm seeing. Mm. A lot of people mm. think mm. I'm not convinced, but he's direct and he penetrates the opposition. Mm. And he played a lovely ball into Marcus Rashford for I him to, to finish off. The he move. knows his,
0: he knows his strengths.
3: That's mm. good. I want a player he that, that knows his limitations. He isn't
0: my necessarily favourite type of winger, mm. but he. knows knows what he's good at he's quick he likes to get in behind so I think I think it actually suited mm. um, him and Rashford today in terms of the wide forwards yeah, yeah, yeah. it suited yeah. both of them uh, who had to space to run in behind and sort of press Liverpool so mm. it works really well for them
4: No, 100% alright uh, yeah we, we need to obviously talk about the Liverpool goals as well yeah yeah um, you know or the goal should I say I mean Second half, you could see Man United's level dip. Yeah. they had put so much into the game and you could see them physically ailing. They weren't getting out wide as much, mm. and, you know. And as I said, the introduction of Ox, Lallana and Cater changed the game. Mm. In particularly, Cater for me, when he came on, he was like, that boss, Passed the ball, pass mm-hmm. the ball. Immediately came on within like 10 seconds. Yeah. He had a touch of the ball. And obviously, again, Liverpool's two chief creators, Robertson and Trent. Again, Robertson whipped it in. It wasn't a great ball. But, you know, Lallana was always in the yeah. move mm. and he just tapped it in. And from that moment on, there was only going to be one winner. And obviously, Man United needed that full-time whistle and it came at the right time for yeah, him.
3: It's good to see Lallana scoring, but I wanted to just go back to Gaz's point in terms of um, the, the fans and how you shut them up is by scoring that chance. Oh, Familia had. Yeah. So that's how you do it. You score it, you control the game and and then they render the non-invoid.
0: Mm. Yeah, definitely.
3: Yeah, but to be fair, it was a good game. Or... Oh, wasn't a well, good so I'm disappointed yeah. and Klopp has some questions to answer, but yeah, we'll leave that to...
4: Again, it's <laughs> perspective. It's mm-hmm. perspective as well. Obviously, it doesn't continue the 100% winning run, yeah, but, but Liverpool Dech- are still unbeaten. Man City would have been furring the worst. They
3: probably looked at the game and said, Liverpool are going to win here. And mm-hmm. now we've given Just them a shot them of confidence. 100%. Yeah. Of course.
4: Yeah. And, and Man yeah. City no, are a team that you can't give any encouragement. Mm-hmm. When they roll into their training ground on Monday morning, mm-hmm. they're, they're going like, to be smiling. Well, come on, yeah. let's get on it. Mm-hmm. You've got a chance. Because no, in my no. head, I was thinking, Liverpool go into the game against C, eight points ahead. And if you win that game, game over. But now six points, they'll be thinking, hmm we can win this if we yeah. win it it's only three points <laughs> and, and it's
3: a totally different mindset and now their men- mentality is wow Liverpool have Tottenham next wow if we played before them we're three points behind it's, it's crazy so, now man so, yeah. it's, it's, it's now becoming we got, mad now we've
4: got a proper title race before that game mm. if Liverpool had won I'd say Liverpool got three, three fingers on that trophy <laughs> now they've got one little weeny <laughs> finger on it because yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: six points isn't six points is easily yeah,
3: yeah, don't it's you still have to play each other twice yes Mm. See? No, but shout out to Man United though. Where are you guys in the league now, Gabs?
4: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah, it is. laughs> <laughs> right,
3: yeah. let's,
1: let's move on. Good so,
3: we're, we're <laughs>
5: <laughs> you guys
1: are going to have like a for that one still. Right, so we're talking about City of uh, at the moment, so we might as well delve into their game. Um, they obviously travelled to Selhurst Park, and we know that's a notorious uh, banana skin, mm. um, but managed to come away with all three points. I think it was quite interesting, given the fact that um, uh, um, you know there are there are there are a few key points to to consider before um, before uh, kickoff. That was one the return of De Bruyne which of of course paid dividends for them, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that um, Rodri partnered Fernandinho. In defence, mm-hmm. whilst John Stones was on the bench, mm. and I think that's interesting. Is that indicative of w- how Pep views he was Stones coming back at this from point? An
4: Injury, to be fair. So,
1: yeah. but, the, but the, the, to my point is, I, and this is what I thought about as well. He was coming back from an injury, but so was De Bruyne, no. know. And De Bruyne, like, I know, was but straight the back bro, into, I think Stones has
3: been out longer. Has not he he's been mm. out longer? I think he's mm. been out to six, um, for six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um both they took peds, man there's no yeah, way yeah, so, the speed of recovery recovery is <laughs> a joke yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but to be honest I can't complain because the Liverpool players are back very Salah he's meant to be out for six weeks so let's be honest but he's going to be back for next weekend it's, it's a joke <laughs> um, but um, going back to the game mm. I think just to touch on your um, Rodri and Fernandinho partnership mm-hmm. point I feel that it was more how Man City control controlled the game on the ball they mm. didn't allow Crystal Palace to counter attack in the first half Um And and that was the point I was trying to make about this wider issue with with Manchester City and what I was saying is that they're not stopping this counter attack. I know Laporte is not playing, I know Stones is not playing, but what Man City do is that they know how to mask over their you know Mm. their their weaknesses. I remember you mentioned that about Mm. Zinchenko. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, like they were just giving away a lot of shots, and I Mm. think yesterday they went back to basics where let's just control this game Mm. and our quality will eventually show. And the thing is with Palace, I think once they come up against a team that passes the ball and works the ball nicely, they always get cut open. And oh. we saw that with the goals mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm.
4: No, but to be fair, Palace have had success against the you know the top teams, obviously last season beating mm-hmm. Man City away from home. And for Palace to have had any chance in this game, they were going to need Wilfred Zaha to stand up. And mm-hmm. to be fair, he didn't have the greatest of performances. He had some baggy touches. <laughs> you know, when you go to Selhurst Park on, you know, an evening game, the Holmes, they'll end is rocking. Mm. They bring out all of the songs. Yeah. And you think, yeah. you know what? This is going to be a battle. But Palace didn't really turn up, and they're lacking that striker. Ayu, he grafts, he works hard, but he's not a potent finisher. Mm. He's got three you goals know. though. He's there, yeah, all yeah. right. He's he's doing had a good, he, yeah, he's had a good season, but I think they need more of a focal point. That's when you're thinking Prime Benteke. He's the sort of striker they need, mm. but he hasn't got the confidence. So when he came on, yeah, he, he had to score. He could have scored, he, yeah, he he put could a scored, scored that header, like but, yeah, it was a. Uh, It was a comfortable win for um, Man City, but Palace didn't really turn up, in my opinion. But don't
3: you think that um, Man City are really good at stopping Wilfred Saha? I mean, the game last season on the title and running... Mm -hmm. They came up against Zaha again and he was rendered null and void. So do you think that Man City have this sort of tactic to get two players around him to just stop him straight away the minute he gets the ball? Mm. And if he does dribble past one player,
4: tactical foul him straight away. Of course. And you could see him towards the end of the game get really agitated. I think it was Cancelo. He's like, you, you wanted to react. <laughs> to was telling the ref, he's yeah. like, hey, look at him, sort him out. Kind of thing, it? So yeah. I think even Pep Guardiola after the game, he came out and said, oh, to control Wilfred Zaha is so, so hard. So you can mm. see that their whole game plan uh, yeah. to it. obviously they want to dominate with the ball but don't but let if, him get that yeah, ball mm, Zaha, mm. we need to sort him out and mm. to be honest I just want to make a special mention for um, Raheem Sterling that assist I didn't think it was great yesterday mm. but that assist to David Silva and the technique mm-hmm. to just finish it was something to behold in my opinion mm. yeah
3: shout out David Silva he was amazing I know he's come under some
4: you know <laughs> <screen>. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, no, no, I had to work, shout him right. yeah. last game like yeah, it was wow. a poor game but he's a world class mm. talent and his quality shone through I thought his defensive mm. work was fantastic and yeah he's a top top player mm. Don't we, don't we also give
1: a special shout out to Benjamin Mendy?
4: He completed ninety minutes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, back from his holidays with those troublesome knee injuries, you know. But yeah, oh, it was man. a it was a comfortable um, game. It's comfortable. as mm. Man City would have liked, to be honest. And yeah. Shout out yeah. to Cancelo
3: though, because he looked good. He looks yeah. really good. I think that's the end of Walker, unfortunately. Um, you reckon? Like yeah, I don't think he'll be. Was he back injured, into or did the they
4: leave him out of the squad? I have no clue. Is it?
0: okay. I'm... I don't think he was on the bench. Mm.
3: And also, and shout out to Mendy. Is he injured? Yeah, he was on the bench as well. I I spent giving him his P (laughs) forty (laughs) five,
4: and also shout out to you know Gabriel Jesus, you know scoring his fiftieth goal for City. You got to respect that. I think he put Mm. down a marker yesterday. Mm. Yeah, it was a solid performance coming out you Know afterwards and talking in English as well, that's always a good sign. Um, scoring 58 goal involvements in 64 starts, I think that's a great mm-hmm. statistic. My only gripe with his performance yesterday was that he should have squared it to De Bruyne, mm. but he's saying, Yeah, he was saying, was, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was saying that he didn't so, see, yeah. but I thought <laughs> it was a bit, of he a, a bit of a nasty one. But again, <laughs> mm. Man City winning at Palace, Liverpool's result today, they're thinking, Yeah, we're back in there. Mm. Eight points was just far enough to say, oh, this is long, but six points is enough to keep them interested in the title race, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm.
1: Do you think they start with the same uh, back line next game, City?
3: It, it depends if Pep is stumbled, you know, on this three at the back, but I think at home, I think they'll go back to a back four, personally. Mm
0: yeah I can see a back four as well I think what Pep likes is having like the balance of a right foot on the right side of centre back on the left mm. left footer, left centre back um, but uh, yeah I see them going back to a back four I just think they, they just dominate the ball so so well like it's Beating them is a rarity and it's really difficult because they just have most of the ball most mm-hmm. of the time. Mm-hmm. So your, your moments are probably like two to three moments mm-hmm. in a game, if that. Um, and what teams are that good enough to take three to four mm-hmm. moments in a game and make the most of it? There's not many. So mm,
4: that, yeah. that second <laughs> That's goal thing. for me mm. was very, very scary. Mm. When you see De Bruyne running through the center of the pitch, it's a, it's a scary sight. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah, worked yeah, over yeah. to the left hand side. David Silver coming onto it game over mm. two goals in two minutes I think minutes. that's what
3: killed Palace I yeah. think if they kept out 1-0 they could have had a chance yeah. but that second goal was you know 5-0 that was she wrote yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also shout out to Edison he didn't have much work to do but the saves he had to make he made them made well done. and mm. you know got himself a clean sheet so Fair point. onwards and upwards for that sweet
1: um, now obviously Tottenham hosted Watford uh, as well now does anyone know what their new stadium's called? Tottenham's new say we can't call it White Hart Lane, can I mean, we? No. Right. The new White Hart what, yeah, Lane. The, is it? Tottenham is it just just a hot new? Hot, is it? Is it just the new? Are you up to yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. 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 Niger, No, general, I promise. <laughs> Tottenham,
4: the, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yeah. That's what they Hotspur built stadium. within the same confines as White Hart Lane as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, just built on top of it. So, all right, fair, fair, fair. Yeah, you up to something.
1: Right, so they 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 hosted Watford. I watched um, it, and 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 that ended in a in a one one, and obviously, you know we're all very well aware of um, you know how 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 difficult um, uh, Spurs is running has been recently. Um, they haven't been able to pick up uh, many great results recently, and always I, I, I imagine when there's a team that's not in great form they look at their fixture list and they always try to find the, the, game the, the games the where, game they can, where they can, yeah. where they can, you know, yeah. gain confidence and, 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 and you know, you try know to bounce back. I've done that with Man United. That was the <laughs> yeah. game where I was <laughs> pinpointing yeah. and, yeah, and this is like you an know, this is, Yeah, a good turn. And so obviously, yeah. prior to that game, maybe Spurs were looking at, Spurs and Pozzicino were looking at it like, okay, Watford sit at the bottom of the table where we're lacking in confidence. Maybe this would be the perfect opportunity for us to pick up three points so we can start building some sort of momentum um that that I, I guess watford had um you know different plans um and and really you know they they, they were fighting two and nail right until the end of course uh the core race uh opened the scoring early what a and, performance and from y- that man y- yeah oh, honestly really he, he, yeah. he was he was showing like Sissoko that, how to play his position yeah <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you know um Deli Ali of course uh, equalised late on uh, a much needed goal from him because uh, he's he's not controversial he, c- controversial of course but he's not scored in 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 quite some time so I think he would have definitely needed, he needed that it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah guys I I, I mean don't, you mentioned that you, yeah. you watched the game what are your thoughts on yeah on, like,
3: you just um, mentioned confidence I mean confidence is like an egg it's easy to break and hard to put back together mm. Um I watched the game and I was thinking. Like these players are not playing for Pochettino anymore like genuinely wow. I genuinely okay. believe that mm-hmm. seriously honestly what when, I, when I, I, to... there were so bad there were so many tackles that no one wanted to go into mm-hmm. and Watford won every single second ball mm. and the the worrying thing is that it didn't improve Mm. you know in the second half you're thinking okay there's going to be some sort of reaction response, yeah. I thought yeah. Son coming on helped respo- yeah, for seven minutes yeah I thought there was a, a bit hit, of a, a reaction hit, he he came hit. Came yeah, yeah the, but that's, there, that that's not enough possible. you can't tell me seven minutes of Son um, being dangerous in the game is enough mm. to show that the players are playing mm. He's probably wants to make an individual statement for himself oh why are you leaving me on the bench I want to come on and change this game around but in terms of a collective Tottenham were really really bad and the only reason why they got a point there is because Watford are worse what? that's all it is <laughs>
4: In my opinion, you know, you know, Pochettino went for wholesale changes. He wanted uh-huh. to eradicate the memory of that Brighton game. Seven changes he made. Uh-huh. That's the most between two games in the Premier League season. So uh-huh. that shows what he thought of that Brighton performance. Uh-huh. And again, as Dot alluded to, confidence, you know, it's not like a th- you can't switch it on and off, you know, and, and they're stuck in a rock. And Watford came into that game, you know, they were probably in worse confidence, but uh-huh. they made the stand like they were more energetic they were playing for their manager, and and they should have won the game. Mm. Delafay, he was Way a constant fool. Mm. Should have had a penalty. He had two mm. good chances, or well,
0: didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: The second half, <laughs> Tottenham's defense
3: was mm. all at seas. There was mm. no defense. Mm. Literally, mm. he was running through one on one, but just poor decision making didn't allow them to capitalize. But they should have won that game.
4: Mm. And as you said, like players were, you know, backing out of challenges yeah. almost. Mm. You know, like there was a moment between Corey, Winks, yeah. Winks mm. and Ali mm. in yeah. the middle. They're like, oh, over to te- oh, you haven't got the ball, <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. Then the Corey just ran through so I wouldn't say the players aren't playing for Poch I think Poch needs to try and get through to summer then he just needs to you know wield the axe and make like five six you know players take them out of the team because mm. this can't continue this this team has reached the end you know, you've got creaking Vertonghen and all the viral roles as well. He looks shot to pieces. I remember mm. he had a knee injury, came back, had a little mini renaissance, but now he's gone back to his old ways. Mm. Uriah, to be honest, he saved yeah, a he second a goal. Game. He saved the second goal. He's, 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 had, he's actually
0: been quite decent this year in mm. comparison to... Well, I think he started mm. a bit dodgy, but I think Jerry speaking, he's actually mm. improved of late, Oreo. Mm. Um, the
1: few red cards, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> the one, the one or
0: two. Um, I think what you said about, I think Fergie used to say, and obviously I know he could argue he's there outda- Fergie used to say every couple of years he would refresh, ch- mm. refresh the team, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. refresh the team, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean a complete swipe of what mm. you have. Mm. But that centre back pairing has been there for some time. Yeah. Mm. Lloris is. Oh, I don't even rate Loris anymore. Loris has been there for for a few years now. I just feel as though he just it needs freshening. Mm. Even though they've made signings, it's pretty much the same team they've yeah, had mm. for the last, the last couple of years. I don't know. less it, yeah. like like us Where's Where's Injured, just back in
1: training.
0: Mm. I think those those signings. We'll see what they can bring in next couple of weeks to months. But I do think they still need to. I think they still need another striker. Mm. Not. It's hard to find a striker that will play second fiddle but he needs to find another striker mm. I think they need some some new players out wide I just think he needs freshening Fresh him up. Yeah. I think they've gone quite stale
3: mm. even Harry Kane is it's indicative to the staleness at, at Tottenham I mean I was watching him very very closely yesterday because <laughs> Dej attacked him last week <laughs> yeah, and I was yeah. thinking oh yeah, Dej's yeah. been a bit harsh here and so I was like you know what? I'm going to watch his all round game mm. he was absolutely shocking mm. I mean every 50-50 was falling on the floor so could have run he yeah, like could
0: have
4: run They physically couldn't run. And to be fair, people are, you know, going to call for Pochis head because I personally earmarked these two home games against Red Star and Watford as must-wins. They Mm. haven't beat Watford, but the manner in which they took the point is probably gives them hope that they can Mm. turn it around but I think Pochettino people calling for his head I think it's premature Mm. this guy's been there for six years let's not forget what he's done for that club Mm -hmm. you know throughout his time there Tottenham or before he came in Tottenham were one year in Champions League one year out nowadays when you think of Tottenham you think Champions League Mm -hmm. and moving into a new stadium I think this factor gets overlooked Tottenham have moved into a new stadium they were in Wembley before so all these little mitigating factors you know, i have culminated to having mm. poor performances on the pitch. But I still think he's the right man to lead them forward.
3: What's your um, thoughts on the, the Deli Ali equaliser, guys? Did you see it? Oh, I didn't catch it, lads. You're going to mm. have to update me. What's, what have I missed? Yeah, so it was, um, you know, towards the end of the game and like... Apparently it hit Delhi Ali's arm, but I think the referee gave the goal. Gave the goal. And, okay. and it was a yeah, joke yeah, because yeah. the VAR. The VAR I, I saw that bit. Goal. Yeah, so yeah so I was like, "Oh, what's going on? What's going on?" So I just want to get your mm. takes on VAR. You know,
4: <laughs> let's be real. VAR had a bad week yeah. this yeah. week. It? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's some weeks we're gonna say oh, VAR saved the game, excellent mm. call. But this week. I thought it, it reared his ugly head, yeah. to be honest. but so, so should that have been a goal? Yes or I no? I think it was a goal. I think it was just on the point of the, the shoulder. So I think, mm. yeah, it's borderline, but I'd give that as a goal.
0: I think handballs is like, because anyone that's played the game, like if, you're, if you've if you not intentionally gone in with your hand, I think it's quite hard to give a handball, especially if it's like on the upper mm, yeah. on the parts of yeah. your body as well. I don't think you can give handball for that. So mm. um, from what I've heard, I'd say that's a goal.
4: Mm. But shocking, uh, shocking defending (laughs) from Watford. Mm. I mean, I think was it Firmino?
3: When he he came on, mm. I was like, he's gonna cost Watford.
4: Mm. And when he came on, (laughs) I think maybe Foster said, "My ball," but maybe he doesn't understand English, Mm. so he just panicked (laughs) and he had that comment (laughs) book after the goal. And (laughs) and Foster was in. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was screaming his (laughs) head head off. I think
0: Watford were too hasty in getting rid of their manager and bringing back uh, Flores. I just, Mm.
4: they're uh, they're they're mad team. But that's mm. how they do yeah, business. Over there. Family and, mm. Oh, yeah. Also, another side note it was sad to see you know Danny Wolbert come off the pitch after four hundred, minutes. Hundred, yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, anyway, after coming back from you know long term injuries, he's come back from I think he snapped almost, he broke his ankle. Mm. So, you know, when you come back from injuries, you're going to get other effects in other parts of your body. The mm. hamstrings may go, but probably I'll say in the next you know 12 months, he should be fully back because we've seen him with ox you yeah. come back you have these hard little minor yeah it's hard yeah, it's difficult yeah, yeah. so yeah. hopefully he heals up and hopefully we see him back
1: 100% and just to finalize i wanted to ask you guys thoughts on um Poch's decision not to start and don belle and the reason why i asked that is because you look at Watford's team, especially in the middle of the park, you've got power, pace, energy mm. in Kapuwe, in Dakore. So to, to 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 basically match them in that de- in that department, mm. of course he plays to Soko, but maybe, I don't know, no, maybe Wink, having a dombeller would
3: have... Uh... Wink showed a lot of heart for me. Mm. You was <laughs> want to understand that performance for Tottenham. But it's funny because on Friday I was discussing with one of my colleagues at work. I was saying, I bet you any money push is going to go back to basics. Mm. he's going to play what he knows he's going to go back to the three out the back and he's going to make sure no new signings are playing so I was pretty I wasn't really shocked by that Mm. decision sometimes you just want to go with what you know to win Mm. the game Mm -hmm. unfortunately it didn't work out for him
4: yeah, fair, fair yeah, I think Ndombele, obviously the game against Brighton, he wasn't great, but neither was his teammates. And mm. as Dot said, probably go back to what you know and try and bed him in because right now, it's, it's, a, it's a toxic time for Tottenham. Mm. And you don't want your new signing to be scarred by that. So mm. sometimes you just take them out of the firing line and, you know, reintegrate them back into the team. Fair point.
0: Also, right. I, think yeah. just, I think also because he played Sanchez centre-back, <coughs> he wanted someone that would just... Dictate the game and get on the ball because yeah, Sanchez, yeah. as the center, central centre back, isn't necessarily going to be that person to, mm-hmm. to to make those type of passes and stuff. But yeah,
3: what? So you think he went with wings for the side to side passing? <laughs> <laughs> I think that, <laughs> that's harsh, man. <laughs>
4: <laughs> now I'm a big fan of you side to side passing but also yeah, you watch the whole game Sanchez was taken off at half time he's Appar- a scapegoat yeah apparently he made like 17 um I think passes that went astray yeah. but I think Alderweireld made like 40 odd so, so yeah. why did they keep doing this to Sanchez yeah, but
3: we all know that Sanchez is, is a scapegoat <laughs> you know Tottenham they love Vertonghen and Alderweireld so they're not going to you know, if they make mistakes, they can get away with it. But when it's Sanchez, mm. oh, Sanchez is so rash. Sanchez is so erratic. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I'm not surprised by that.
1: Mm. Fair point. So, so moving on now. Um, Chelsea hosted Newcastle at Stamford Bridge. Um, to be honest, before the game, I, I predicted a a Chelsea route. I thought they were gonna absolutely uh tear Newcastle to pieces. Um of course they've been playing some very attractive, free-flowing football. Um they're they're, they're confident, the players are are, are are all in sync. Um so and that and that was the reason why I gave that, that prediction. Now I think this has definitely been a weekend of the um unlikely goal scorers. We mentioned earlier on the Lana um, just now, uh, Ali. And 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 um, I mean, certainly this season, um seeing Marcus Alonso win a score sheet isn't something that we 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 we've we've seen too often. Um But of course, he he got the winner in the uh, in the seventy third minute.
4: Alonso bangs. Um, I mean, since what sixteen seventeen? <coughs> yeah, he's I, been the defender that scored the scored most goals. Absolutely. So he, he so in, in. In,
1: in, in previous seasons, definitely. But I think I don't think he, I think that was his first goal this this season. Probably. Yeah, yeah. So but it's always a goal, friend. It's always a goal, friend.
4: Yeah, but, you know, to be honest, I like what Lampard's doing. Mm. You know, going under the radar, Liverpool and City, title run, Mm. attentions on them, Arsenal, the fans (laughs) don't want Emre in, Oli crashing at the wheel. Mm. So he's just someone, you know, he's just going under the radar, doing his bit, Mm -hmm. five wins in a row, you know, back-to-back clean sheets. I like what he's doing, bloody youngsters. I mean, five English players in the Chelsea team yesterday. You had Tomori, Mount, Barkley. Cho, Abraham. So, he's doing his thing. I uh, like what Lampard's doing. Gives him,
0: it gives him breathing space as well. Yeah. Like, because... When you can see that the players, the young players are doing well, but mm. they make, there will be a time where they have the odd, poor game. But the fans will understand that because of the fact they can see what Lampard is yeah, trying to implement. Yeah, oh, yeah, Fred yeah. Lampard and Morris are both trying to implement something for the long term goodwill, of the club. 100%. So that they will have that lead in. See, Chelsea might drop points mm. in the next game, mm. but then we know that there's, some, there's, something, there's something that's something being built on, there.
3: So. Yeah. Mm. I think that was a watershed moment for Chelsea. I think when I look back to, you know, Jurgen Klopp in his embryonic stages at Liverpool, I thought those were the games. That was the problem. Low block, Newcastle, home game, nil-nil. But Chelsea got the win yesterday. But I feel going forward, they are going to have games where they don't get that goal to Mm. to win the match. Mm. So they just need to somehow find a way of penetrating these low blocks. And once they start to do that, and once they start to defend better, they're going to be a threat in this league.
4: Mm. Yeah, I see them, you know, they're making or they're learning from their mistakes. I think we saw them against Sheffield United struggle, you know, but Mm. we see them learning. I think... On the ball is not the problem. I think off the ball is the main Mm -hmm. issue for Mm -hmm. Chelsea. And they seem to be like nipping attacks in the bud now. I mean, Cho, you know.
3: He's he's come,
4: Yeah, yeah, he's he's been in great form. I think Mm. he's the first teenager, you know, since 2012 to create five or more chances in a game. So that shows Mm. the kind of devastating effect he's having. Pulisic as well. He's been in the headlines. He came on, Mm. had a major, major impact. So Chelsea are rolling along nicely. And I have to say this. If Chelsea finish in the top four... I'll give Lampard manager of the season. Mm-hmm. Merely um, on the fact on his lack of managerial um, it's experience. Good chart. It's a good shot. You know, losing your best player, mm-hmm. not having money to to spend. I- I'll give him manager of the year. And I think um, Callum Hudson-Odoi has, you know, been their best
3: player in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. He got another assist yesterday and he's playing with extreme confidence. So it's mm-hmm. always good to see young players developing well.
0: I think he gives them something a bit different. Uh, he's he's not Hazard, he but he is their equivalent to Hazard in mm-hmm. regards to what he can bring in terms of his ability to beat people's ability to to create and make other p- opposition think about what he's going to do next. Yeah. Which is what Hazard had. He yeah, that fear factor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think you need players like that in your team. Otherwise, you're always going to tend to struggle. But yeah. it's good to see that, um, And especially
1: at that age, he plays with a confidence of mm-hmm. a man who's yeah. mu- uh, much more mm-hmm. uh, much older. Uh-huh. He, play, you know I mean? he plays like a street footballer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he, he's definitely going to be the, st- the talisman in, yeah. in years to come, you know. Right? Mm-hmm. Hopefully he stays fit and we can see. He's come out and said
4: that yeah. he used
0: to kick ball with all Jaden Sancho and all them lot. So it's not mm-hmm. a surprise that he's that type of player. That's going to... Big
4: them up, man. Mm, even shouts out to Tammy Abraham. You know, he had a lot of chances. He should have mm. scored. Done everything apart from find the back of you the net. You know what
0: I like about strikers? That, oh, strikers that are going to miss chances and they're not scared to go and get the next one. I think yeah, it's so yeah. important as a striker. Keep going, keep going. You'll get your chances you keep getting if you keep getting in those right areas. Eventually, that's what I look for for my strikers. Then, because yeah. I think finishing and someone can be worked on. Mm-hmm. Um So I think he he could, well, he could be their main man at the moment.
3: Yeah. Do you think Tammy will get twenty this season? Yeah. In all comps, or comps in all league? comps, yeah. all comps. What about Prem? Fifteen.
0: Don't know if he has twenty in him in the league. Don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you all comps. I'm going to stay safe and mm. say all comps. Yeah, sit <laughs> so
5: on the fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to sit
4: on the fence as well. Bro, bro. Yeah, but also yeah. we have to talk about Newcastle as well because there was two teams that played this game. I think they mustered up, no shots on yeah. target. But to be fair to Newcastle, these ain't the games that they're going to be judged on. Yeah, yeah. yeah the United a... games instead, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, so they got, you know, before that game or before United and Chelsea... Uh they'll probably say you know if we can get a point, a point. that's a great result mm. so they got three points from two of those games so big up to them so,
3: to be honest shout out to Steve Bruce man because you know two tough games back to back to take three points obviously with the scalp against Man United scalp. <laughs> <laughs> is <it> a scalp? <laughs> and obviously a hard fought defeat yeah. against Chelsea but yeah
1: he's doing alright mm. there mm. Fair play. Now this te- this next team we uh, we often slate um, ridicule. and ridicule <laughs> <laughs> quite often. Um, and and to be honest, again in terms of predictions, this is another one that I I, I kind of got wrong because I I thought that they were going to get um, turned over mm-hmm. at home, but Everton host, uh, hosted West Ham at Goodison Park and came away two 0 winners. Um, really, really (coughs) good performances um, Mm -hmm. uh, all around, you know. (coughs) Awobi played in a more central role. He was Um, really good. He he was quite good. uh, uh, Bernard, apparently he's only scored three goals for Everton and two of them have come against West Ham. Mm. Um, so yeah, he, he, yeah, he he fancies the game against them, um, but yeah, it, it seemed as though everything kind of clicked all all, all all at once. You know, Andre Gomez had a good game, mm. Theo Walker had a good game. Um, yeah, so so I think what, what um, I think games? playing
0: away essentially was was key. Um, but he also needs players around him that will, that will make movements in behind and yeah. run in behind. Cause it allows, cause he's actually a really good passer of the ball. Mm-hmm, yeah, and he picks mm-hmm. up, yeah. he picks up good pockets and to get mm-hmm. on the ball and so on. But he needs players around him that will yeah. make those yeah. runs and those movements. Yeah. He's a really good, he's a good player. I think he's at his level though. I think this is where he needs to be for now. He needs to be mm-hmm. at like a club that mm. I know oh, Everton are really struggling actually, but I think he's at like a, he's a mid table standard mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and I think that's where he needs to be. But Everton played really well. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how they do in the next couple of weeks, to be fair.
3: I think the last two games is the main reason why West Ham have no chance of finishing in the top six. Mm. Anytime you get excited about them, they always let you down and drop in tepid performances. Mm. And I mean, Felipe Anderson, we hail him to be this sort of outstanding player, but his goal-scoring form has been pretty woeful. He was Mm. hooked off at half-time after dropping a poor performance. So he's got a lot to improve on in his game because... Yeah, he's got the ability. Yeah, he's got the quality. But has he got the consistency? I'm not too sure.
4: Uh. Mm, yeah, you know, to like look at Everton's performance. I mean, before the game, you could see Farhad Mashiri, Bill Kenwright, mm. you know, sitting in their director's mm. boxes thinking, you know what, if Everton lose here, don't be surprised if, you know, Marco mm. Silva gets mm. sacked. But to be honest, he got a tune out of his players. You know, they were pressing. They probably recorded their highest running stats that so they have this mm. season. You know, they are really on their job. You know, um, as we said, Sidibi came in he was he, he was more than an able mm, deputy mm, for mm. Seamus Coleman he was marooning mm. forward and you know, it will be, as Gaz said, picks up those nice positions, likes to float it into the mm, third man mm. run. I remember him doing it against City and he done it, you know, multiple of times. So, yeah, it's a good win for Everton, good win for them. Let's see if they can spring on. Let's mm. see if it's the real deal or whether mm. it's a full storm. Mm. And also, shout out to Jordan Pickford. We ridicule him. He's been <laughs> yeah. like, a, you know, a season prospect of the week of the show. But he made one save at yeah, 1-0. Yeah. If not for that save, you know, it would have ended up 1-1, which I predicted. So and And yeah. to be
1: fair, before that save it shouldn't have actually been a corner either you know mm. it was it was a it was a bad oh, save yeah, for yeah, the yeah, fish. Yeah. you know mm. um, so for him to make mm. that save in those circumstances well yeah massive mm. shout out to him
4: I also think it was poor keeping for the first goal though like how you can get yourself beaten from the near post yeah it was shocking keeping but again West Ham mm. you know that's they're, a bit of I mean. a they're flaky yeah yeah, they're that's flaky. Really, yeah.
0: You, you'll get a couple of good performances then you'll get two or three bad and I think that's the type of team that they are at the moment mm. the, like, yeah
3: they've got really good technical players but you know, you'll get a couple of wins, yes. Oh, they got <laughs> and then, then, yeah. So I think um Andre keeping Andre Gomez fit is, is key to Everton because he's their only midfielder that they've got that can really carry it from deep and he's really, really press resistant and he just offers them something else that none of their players really have. So mm. I think if they can keep him fit and if Marco Silva can, you know, um find a formation that fits all these best players into the best um setup. They're gonna they're they're gonna have an upturn in form in my opinion.
4: Also, shout out to Tom Davis as well, local boy. Mm. I always think a team like that perform better when there's someone local in their setup. And he was harrying around, you know, setting the tempo. And you know, for a team like Everton that want to push up. You know, the temptation is to, you know, spend bucket loads of money and try and do the money ball philosophy. But mm. sometimes going back to roots, which they did yesterday, starting one of their own, I think that helped them as well.
0: Yeah, he's the type of player that fans will resonate with as well because he's definitely. one of them and he'll get the fans yeah, 100%, so on side. Definitely. And that, that's,
4: Maybe cost. that's the masterstroke for Marco mm. Silva. Like. Uh, yeah. And I think this week he created like a siege mentality. After the game, you know, Theo came out and said, yeah, we know what everyone's saying, but we just kept it in-house. Uh. and we, we know what we have to do. So mm. yeah, hopefully let's see what they can do. Yeah, absolutely. So moving
1: on now, Leicester uh, hosted Burnley at the King Power Stadium. Um, uh, they won 2-1. Courtesy of goals from from, from Vardy and, and Yuri Telemans. <laughs> Vardy, that, um, was a,
3: that was an interesting one with Vardy, wasn't it? It would. Bench doesn't gist me on Leicester anymore, you know. Why? Before using that headlock, br, struggling, but now this one, this team are getting top four. I'm yeah. calling yeah, it. Wow. I'm going out on a whim now. They're getting top four. You three, are nailing your colours to the mast. I feel they are. I feel that they've got everything in in them to get top four this season.
4: Obviously, BR, I personally don't think he's a top, 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 top manager. Mm. Like, don't like to make out. I think, Yeah, for me, Tier 2. Yeah, yeah. That's fair. Yeah, probably on the edge of Tier 2, mm. I would say. I think Leicester's <laughs> his edge. level. I think, <laughs> I think, you know, he's at his level. Winner's at mm-hmm. Liverpool. We, you know, again, my main issue with him is... He doesn't like having a support team around him. He likes making his own individual decisions. Mm. He surrounds himself with weak people, <laughs> which what he done at Liverpool. <laughs> yes, Who no, his no, assistants, no. Colin Pascoe, Mike Marsh?
3: Uh, yeah, but Dej, the thing is, is that he's learned from that experience and now you can see that he's got a better support network and he's listening to everyone within the camp to get the best atmosphere in that Leicester team.
4: Mm. So I feel like you're being harsh. Yeah, let's see what it does this season. I mean, we're nine games in. They've started well. The only two games they've lost is against Man United away, Liverpool, Liverpool. away. So that's not too bad. Mm. But also, before we get into... Yeah, game. I think next week marks the one-year anniversary since Leicester's owners died, so yeah. it's kind of like an emotional Most game. Day, yeah, you man, know, much they much. had the scarves out, mm. and you could see son. You know, vis- visibly, you know, emotionally mm. touched mm. by what was going on. So, you know, Leicester had to secure the game for his legacy. And mm. to be honest, he didn't get off to a great start. You know, Chris Wood from crosses, <laughs> <Dangerous>. <laughs> I mean, very, very, very yeah, dangerous. Yeah, yeah. You know, they
3: don't. Yeah, they're just, <laughs> something
4: else, man. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, Dwight McNeil, you know, his service is normally under money. Mm. He's been assisting Chris Wood. you know, like mad. So that put them in the lead. Then you're thinking, hmm, Burnley, they're probably going to sit in a low block, try and soak up the pressure. But, you know, Jamie Vardy again. I mean, since Rodgers came in in, you know, March the 3rd, no Premier League player scored more goals than him. So that Mm. shows how much of a tune, you know, Rodgers is getting out of him. And Mm. he had to put up with like a torrent of, of abuse, abuse <laughs> yeah from the Burnley his, his missus <laughs> yeah. Him up, man. yeah your wife is a gross your wife is a gross yeah, so you know when he scored it was cuffing his hair saying come on I, I love he's that though of course I love he's all, all for that yeah. he's all for <laughs> that banner. you've done it against yeah, Sheffield United and they were slamming him so that's the best way to shut them up so yeah, yeah. yeah then after that obviously there was this you know VAR call as well mm. when Leicester winning 2-1 virtue of a fantastic strike from yeah, Tilly the
0: Man. he's a good player, man. Really, mm. really good player. I think he had that difficult period at Monaco mm, mm-hmm. and some players just need they don't adjust in certain countries or certain teams but, and I think people were starting to write him off but he's a yeah. good he would get in oh, I'll take him at United any day, But so. yeah. It's interesting
3: because he's a player that I've been watching very, very closely this okay. season because I want to see if he's elite or if he's just Leicester level. You get what I'm trying to say? I, what I I've you. seen so far I like him a lot but I think there's elements in his game that needs to improve. But he is still young. He's really, yeah, yeah, he's
0: still young. I think that's what he's got on his side is that he's still got a lot to learn. I but think, I he think that, that, like like he's been
3: around for so
1: long. Oh, yeah. I really
3: like the way he gets into the half spaces, but has he got that ability to maneuver, and manipulate the ball like Madison? I don't, I don't really see that in him. Okay. Or is he a different type of player? I'd say they're a bit different. I think they're similar. I think Madison, by the way, it's called. <sighs> <sighs> you want him in it? <laughs> he's a tough player.
0: Really good player, skilled, creative. Good in the pockets
3: oh, <laughs> once, it wants so, the ball
0: yeah. <laughs> mm driving force. I think he's had a lot of harsh criticism about the, the English media anyway.
3: Yeah, Brendan said there's an
1: agenda.
0: Yeah, I think there is. Think? Oh, do you yeah. think there's an agenda? Oh yeah. oh yeah, you see it even when they're talking about him and his bag. Yeah, like,
4: yeah, like, yeah, come, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. come on, why do you I, care
1: about that? I like it though, because he responds. He, he, you know, he'll tweet
4: and he'll no, be like... No, but yeah. being seen in a casino at the time of a game, obviously you can do what you want in your free time. It doesn't look
0: great, <laughs> yeah, especially yeah, yeah, when you're like trying flag to break a time. It's a man, but I think they've overblown it. Of course he wants to play for the country. like doesn't, yeah.
1: He's really intelligent as well. I'm not sure if you guys have ever had a chance to listen oh. to one of his interviews, yeah, but yeah. he speaks very eloquently. He's, he's like, confident. very he's confident, yeah, he's very sure confident of himself. Yeah. He talks well about the game as well. I think mm-hmm. it was, there
0: was an interview on Sky and he was talking about the difference between playing like, sometimes boys asks him to play as the 10 and then sometimes he has to play as the 8 and then he has to sort of drop a bit deeper and support the midfielders in terms of blocking half spaces mm-hmm. and pressing. And he talks really well about the game yeah, and he has a yeah, deep understanding yeah. and I like that. I like that a lot. So um, we'll see what he does. I think he'll get a move in. It just depends where.
4: Mm, I was thinking Tottenham, because you know, Eriksen's looking like he's going to If Ericsson
0: miss. goes, that would, I think that would, in it, I think they would do better off with Mad... I think Madison would be better for them personally than mm. I think Ericsson goes missing in games, but that's a story for another
3: day. I might <laughs> <Fair laughs> have to wash my hands with Eriksen.
0: I'm not going to lie.
3: But
4: with him, is it... A quality issue. I don't issue. know. This. This, means, this has been going on for twelve
3: months. So once it's longer than what four months, you need to start questioning. What's mm. are you done? Yeah, but <laughs> are <you finished>? clearly,
4: <laughs> clearly, he wants out. He's so out that means didn't. he can't perform. And he doesn't continue wanted out. Suarez
3: character. wanted out. You go out and you perform and show mm. why you know you should be bought for the one hundred and fifty mil price tag he's that was on his head.
4: Mm, but also, he's mirroring the Tottenham project right now. Mm. I mean, it's a dated project. It needs a lick of yeah. paint and yeah. <laughs> Fair, fair, point. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair point. You need to look up. You need to look up. Yeah. <laughs> what though? Yeah, like you know when you're renovating a puppy, you need you
1: need hospital. Right, let's let's move on now. Um, <laughs> so Villa Villa hosted uh, Brighton at Villa Park. Uh, they won. They won two one. Um, courtesy of 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 Jack Grealish and and Matt Target on target late on Ooh, in the game. Nice one boy. <laughs> <laughs> um did, did you guys manage to catch the game? Um did you have any thoughts? I thought in particular it was it was um you know Brighton put in a a, a very brave performance especially given the fact that it went down to 10 men late on in the first half. Yeah, Aramoy, what are you you thinking? Silly, silly, you've just got a yellow card for kicking the
3: ball away. Then you're going to make a stupid tackle five minutes later to get yourself sent off. But to go back to the game, I think Jack Grealish was... Amazing! I Mm. think he's another player that we need to start putting him in the same category as a Madison because I really like what I'm seeing Mm. from him. Mm. Mm. The way he takes the ball, he's so commanding at Mm. such a young age. I feel that he's someone that has to play for England as well, in
0: my opinion. I think he took a while
3: to, uh, not to adjust,
0: but just to template. You're not always going to start the season off with a bang, and I think mm. people know what's Matt, What's Jack Reed? Really, he's a really, really good player. I think even um, last season he had a few injury problems and he started mm. off quite slow. But when he came back after Christmas, what he just basically dragged sound? Villa yeah. into oh. the into the playoffs. Um, really really good player creative skillful wants the ball demands the ball wants the ball in those pockets will take on players that's Mm -hmm. what we want to see from players we want to see those players that will take off get us off our seat sorry Mm. and he's someone that does that yeah
4: and from what I heard that he just loves playing for Aston Villa and he loves playing football Mm. football. and he he might be one of these players like a Matt Letizia that just plays for Villa for the rest of his career Mm. we saw Letizia you know be a one man you know team Mm. or one man club man Mm -hmm. so yeah just to go back to the game obviously you know, Brighton taking the lead through Webster. I think he was at Bristol City. Mm. First goal. Yeah, first goal for them. So you're thinking, wow, you know, Brighton were really dominating the Uh, game, mm -hmm. keeping possession and, you know, they've started to become famed for this new style of football that, you know, Potter's implemented and, yeah, you're thinking, wow, this might be a shock Then obviously you know, Aaron Moy gets a red card, which changes the dynamic changes of the, the game. game and, mm. you know, Grealish, as we've lauded him, you know, before on the show, mm. creating and he seems like that man, give it to Jack, he will do it. Him uh, and the Yeah. Mm. And, you know, him being a local boy, you know, Smith being a local man as well. They seem to have that connection. They know what, they get it. They get mm. what Aston Villa is about. Mm-hmm. You can feel that. So then, you know, last minute of the game, Grealish on the ball again, under pressure, last minute, plays it into target, 2-1. Mm. and I mean if Villa are going to stay up these are the type of games they need to be winning and my problem with Brighton is as much as people say oh yeah they're playing this beautiful type of football you're not getting points Mm -hmm. and it reminds me of Brendan Rodgers at Liverpool when we're playing (laughs) good football you know but we're losing games there are all these memes going around but we won the football we won the (laughs) passing we won the passing so again like you you, you need to be getting
0: points what I would say with Brighton because I listen to I listen to Dan Ashworth, who's their technical mm. director, and he used to be the technical director at the FA. And I, I was listening to what he was saying about what his role incorporates in terms of what he has to do. If if this is what Brighton want, this philosophy, possession based, bring through young players, they need to stick with Potter even if they get relegated. Yes. Otherwise, it's all pointless. If you if you mm. don't if you don't believe in what because it seems to be working to an extent, mm-hmm. give him the full opportunity to implement what he wants because you can see what he's trying to do. So even if you get relegated, mm-hmm. you take the L, mm-hmm. you take your parachute money and rebuild again and then mm-hmm. you come back mm-hmm. and come back in mean, his mould because he's still not his players. Yeah, yeah. He's probably got two or three that are his players. Mm-hmm. So I think if they're going to, if this is what they want, you have to take the Ls that might come with it and mm-hmm. then obviously, hopefully in a year, and a year and a half, two, two years, come back up. I think, I can't remember what club did that a few years ago where they got relegated, came back up and now they're quite an established team. That's um, oh, bugging me. I'll get it later. Mm-hmm. But, that has to happen sometimes. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you have to go a bit, You have to go down to come back Burnley, up. Burnley, maybe? It was Burnley. They got relegated a few years back, didn't they?
4: Yeah, they've been in this, you know, yeah, Premier League for like, like four States, or yeah. five years. Yeah, they yeah, did Deitch, get relegated. Yeah, and, did. and obviously, it's not mm, a similar yeah, philosophy yeah. per se. Mm. It's, You're it's, under Deitch as well. They kept Deitch. Mm. And now, I remember they had <laughs> under <it> great... <laughs> <laughs> they, they kept Deitch. They did though. They stuck him what
0: They believed yeah. yeah. in what he yeah. did. So... Yeah, mm. yeah, no, it was yeah
4: Yeah, and to be fair, mm. as I was saying with the Brighton philosophy, I think, as Gaz said, you know, the Premier League is probably the toughest place to try and learn your trade, mm. trying mm. to change your philosophy, especially when you're one of those bottom teams, mm. because it's fine margin. Mm. So, as I said before the season, I think they're going to go down. Time will tell, but yeah, let's see.
0: Well, I feel like, I think, cause, uh, what's his name? Jake on, B- on BT asked.
4: Jake Humphreys. Jake Humphreys.
0: He asked yeah. him, so if, if Potter struggles, um, are you, what, what's the plan? Are you guys going to keep him? And he said, well, we're always going to look to have a manager that fits into the philosophy of what we have. So whether that's writing on the wall at some point is another, yeah, it'll be mm. interesting. But he's a good young manager. So hopefully, hopefully they stick by mm. him.
1: Fair, fair play. Um, Wolves obviously also, um, uh, drew 1-1 against Southampton at, uh, Molyneux. Um, Jimenez and, and, Danny Ings on, on, on the score sheet. I think it was, it was, I saw an interesting stat, um, about Ings. I think he's found his best goal scoring form he's, he's ever had. Uh, I think he scored in each of his four last games. Yep. Yep. So, so yeah, you know something, something's working for him, for him mm. at Southampton. I think yeah, he Fit is the big his, thing
0: yeah. now. He's fit, and he, once you're fit and you're playing mm. every week, it's easy to find that consistency. Yeah, so yeah, it's good 100%. for him.
4: Because He had a lot of injury
0: problems, didn't he? Mm.
4: Yeah, yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of I remember me and Dot were speaking about you know Hassan Hotul. He tries to play this similar type of football to Klopp. You know this energy type of football. Mm yeah you know he's not like a, he's not cut off for Liverpool but for a team like Southampton he can do a job and net goals and, and that's what he's doing and I correctly pre- predicted before the game that this game was going to end 1-1 so another game that was you know marred by VAR to be fair they got the decisions right but again VAR had a b- bad weekend all round so yeah Fair point
1: alright um, so moving on to the final game um that's, that's already been played mm. that is um, and that was the 0-0 draw between Bournemouth <sighs> and Norwich at the Vitality mm. now it's interesting because <laughs> um, <laughs> both teams ha- hadn't kept a clean sheet all season until yeah. this game so you were expecting there to be goals um, and it didn't quite transpire in that way Um what what did you guys manage to catch any of the highlights or anything? What, yeah. What were your, yeah, yeah, what were I bits to the
4: game, and to be fair, before the game, you were thinking, you oh, know, this could be a glut of goals. Yeah, mm. because That's notoriously, I was Bournemouth. You would think, yeah, yeah. think there'll be goals because Norwich, obviously, they play open, you mm. know, brand of football, they make mistakes. Bournemouth as well, they'll mm. be attacking mm. no matter what, and it sort of ended up in a dud Stop affair. Stillmate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. stalemate. And yeah, I was shocked to be honest, I think. Eddie be bitterly disappointed with that point because those are the games Bournemouth, Bournemouth normally win up. and for you know the manager Daniel Farke he was very very happy to get that point because they've been losing games so it sort of stops that rut so yeah yeah I just
3: want to butcher us on the point that Gaz made earlier um, in regards to the technical director and I was listening to an interesting interview um, from Stuart Webber who's the technical director Norwich. of Norwich and he speaks really 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 Uh well Uh, i suggest any one of you to listen to that Mm -hmm. because it was a real insightful piece and he was saying that everyone feels that like technical directors only work when it's the transfer window and he was like no no that's not the case like i just had a six hour meeting with the head of um nutrition to implement a better strategy for the team to get fitter and healthier and the interesting take that i took from it was that he's always planning Mm -hmm. and he said that um, like one day Daniel Fark is going to leave Norwich. And he was talking about how important it is to bring in someone that fits the club's philosophy. So it's not that you're bringing a, bringing in a manager to implement his philosophy. You're bringing in a manager to implement the philosophy of the yeah. club. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm trying to yeah. say? And he was saying that there's three reasons why you've got a plan for a manager not being there tomorrow. One they're too good and Barcelona want him or a bigger Mm -hmm. club want him. Mm -hmm. Two, he can suddenly be struck ill and he can't manage anymore. Or three, results are not going good enough and he has to go. Mm -hmm. But one thing he did say is that Daniel Fark has a special relationship with that club and the players love him and they'll stick by him through thick and thin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we saw
4: that with Swansea as well for a time... They had their set identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their recruitment. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Was Even when the manager alive. left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got a man to, you know, replicate. His it, style. Yeah. And yeah, that's Stuart Webber. As you mentioned, he's a great man to listen to. I remember before, I think on BT Sports, the Norwich Chelsea game, he was there as well, talking about the club and what he says. It makes sense. You can see mm. he's in tune with the club mm-hmm. and he's got the best interests of the club at heart. And he's talking about James Madison as well, mm. selling him. They didn't really want to sell him, but they had to. You know, and yeah, he's a good man to listen to. Yeah, and you're mm. saying
3: that, like, the Buendia deal, um, deal that he done was, like, just off of stats. He's never watched him, but he was so convinced on him. Wow. And the problem was that where he was before, um, I think he was at... Oh, Spain or something. Yeah, somewhere. I think Catafé, maybe. Mm. The problem was that he didn't have the assist numbers, but they were thinking, hold on, this guy's creating so many chances. And he's um, expected assists are so high. So if we bring him into our structure where we have Timo Pukki, that's clinical, he's going to skyrocket. Mm-hmm. And now you see he's one of their best players. So that's yeah, a great p- yeah. piece of business. And it was like the only other player that after 20 minutes, he said they're special with James Madison. Mm-hmm. Just really? watching him for five minutes, he knew straight away that this guy is unreal.
4: and this is what I'm saying stats being implemented Mm. and when you go to a club like Man United the strategy is all wrong I mean it doesn't take a rocket science to say that you need football people at your club Mm -hmm. technical directors Mm. Ed Woodward seems to be running the show at United if you look at all the (laughs) successful clubs right now Man City Liverpool Ajax they've all got football people involved Mm -hmm. why don't Man United want to change they haven't know. won a league title in six years and cheers
3: in- thank you thank you <laughs> I am sure I, I was going to was gonna say Liverpool won it in 30 years <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that to Ollie.
4: Um, <laughs> yeah, Oli the cheeky guy and he got <laughs> a point as well so <laughs> yeah. he's done Liverpool but man. yeah
0: just to you, even uh, the Dan Ashworth he said similar um, okay. with Brighton he was just talking about how his job bro is sort of overseeing the youth the, the academy and the youth development side of things, the catering, the yeah. stadium, it, there's a whole load of other things yeah. other than just recruitment that comes into mm. it. Um, so it's an interesting role that's sort of come into the country over the last six or seven years I, It's crept yeah. in. And uh, I think United could do with, uh, someone in mm, that role. Definitely.
3: And he was saying that the minute the window shuts, you're planning for the next, next window. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You're, you're working 24 seven.
1: Mm. Fair point. All right. So let, we've, we've, let's round up now with, um, with uh, the the weekend's fixtures, but we of course need to pre uh, preview the the game between Arsenal and and um, and and Sheffield United. Now, if I remember correctly, in terms of um, the predictions, I think dot you had Sheffield United winning two one. What? No, I,
4: you, had I draw, I mean, oh, you had draw. Oh, you had your okay. Yeah, so you went Arsenal. Why, United. why yeah, you me? Why
1: <laughs> me? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so yeah. wait, so so you had it as a draw. Dead, you had it as Sheffield Shef United winning. Yeah. Okay. Guys, <laughs> yeah. um, let's let's ask you for your prediction. Actually, before before the games um, played, what do you think the result will be? Uh, Arsenal at home, right?
3: away oh, oh, away oh, Arsenal. Oh, that changes things I'm like Oh Sheffield United win You know Mm -hmm. Right okay Again this is the (laughs) Ultimate acid test For Arsenal Big game
4: Monday night football Under the lights Mm -hmm. Usually they're bottled Away from home But we'll see yeah, for me to be honest, I said when James Benj was here that Sheffield United they're going to turn over one of these big boys and he was like, "Oh, we got Sheffield United that. Yeah. And I think this is going to be the game. I think Sheffield United are going to turn over Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I think their system, their shape that, you know, free center backs, I think it's going to befuddle Arsenal and I can see, you know, I don't know, I haven't got an agenda against Pepe, but I can see him being rendered I think he's going to have a poor game. And I think Sheffield United will win. But my only issue with them is their strikers. I they're mean, not clinical, already, are they? Yeah, they're like, Crap. you know, Championship Fringe League One, you know, strikers. When <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you look at Leon Clark, Ollie McBurney, mm. you know, Robinson, these aren't Premier League strikers. No, so they're, they're Robinson just, is not oh bad. God. Robinson yeah, is, is not bad. Is he Premier League? <laughs> I mean, if they go no, down, I mean, does you get a Premier what league, tier, league?
1: What tears you put him in? What's no, it? no wait, wait. <laughs> What, K6? Yeah, K6. <laughs>
4: So oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, to be fair, I watched him at Preston. He came through at Aston V He's not a Premier League straight yeah. If they can renegotiate, he's not getting a move. So now, the the only... all right. Still, I've watched him Is closely. Is he Premier League? Do you think it's Premier League? Low end Premier League or top end <laughs> Championship? he's not yeah he bad. was a Preston player and I think yeah probably top six championship mm. in my opinion but I can see you know Sheffield United turning over Arsenal I think it's just going to be one of those nights mm. then you're going to see all the Arsenal for, oh Emre's rubbish <laughs> Emery's this and you know Arsenal
3: are I think for Arsenal to you know come out with a win in that game will be a good statement because it's going to be a difficult game to I mean a difficult ground to go to but I feel that what Arsenal need to do is that they need to control the game early on don't give away any stupid fouls or stupid mistakes and I think their quality will eventually show if they do that so what do you think So, I went with the... a 1-1 mm. but I feel that it depends on how Arsenal start really and they should be putting a team like Sheffield United to the sword, mm. in my mm. opinion
4: mm. I agree but mm. Sheffield United let's not write them off they're good at what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got a very, you know, Unique good, style. yeah, good style. Mm-hmm. And teams are a bit mystified and baffled. I mean, we've seen Ollie copy it, so it's certainly. Oli digs and he got into by the way. <laughs> oh
1: man! Oh my goodness! Right, fair play. So it remains to be seen. We'll, uh, um, we'll wait and see what what uh, actually transpires in that in that fixture. Um, okay, so let's move on now. Um, we, for, for those of you that aren't, um, that didn't listen into the episode last week, we introduced a new segment onto the, the show, which is, uh, an unpopular opinion. So each week, um, someone will, um, share with everybody else their unpopular opinion. Um, and, and we'll, of course, put it out to, uh, everyone on, on, on Twitter and ask, what um what your thoughts are if you if you agree or disagree with the unpopular opinion. Last week uh Doc got things uh, underway with his opinion that Diego Di- no Diogo Dalot is a bet is bet is a better choice at right back than, um, take on that. than Aaron Wan Bissaka. Uh
0: no he's not better.
3: Um but
1: I
0: didn't
3: say he's better, I said he will be a better option in the short term going forward for Man United until you get a top right winger. Okay, that changes it.
5: Mm. He <laughs> <Like, laughs> himself out. Of that one. <laughs> Is
0: he adding like new stipulations? To it? <laughs> um, I understand the premise because we struggle at wide. So if that's what you really said, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get it. I was still think wan Basaka needs to be playing on a weekly basis. So mm. no, it has to be him.
1: Fair point. All
4: right, cool. So this week, to take it away. What is your unpopular opinion? My unpopular opinion is that Jack Grealish is the best out of those creative options for England. So I'll have him over Madison, Mason Mount wow. and Barkley. That's my unpopular opinion. We, Barclay, why is he better than Madison? <laughs> I just think... It's my preference, to be honest. I think Madison from long range, free kicks, he's the better option. But I just think the way Grealish masters the ball, Mm. the control he has in the game, I think it's more than Madison. And I've seen Jack Grealish over the years. I remember his last spell in the Premier League, Mm. you know, Vaston Villa, went out with a dud. You know, Remy Gard was there. There was a lot of turmoil. He was immature. And I watched him in the championship and he really stood out. Mm -hmm. And I just think this guy, Mm. he's got the world that he's oyster again he's playing in like a struggling team mm. Mm. Dead, you're what, after something you're what, after what, something
3: what? Yeah. it's a good it's a mm. good shout
4: yeah. uh, an interesting thing I would like to know is out of um, from Tammy Abraham should I say who is better to play with Grealish or Mason Mount because you know Mason B-Bedge, Mount sorry yeah. Yeah. is um, Madison Lester's best player I
3: would go Vardy is Grealish Aston Villa's best player
4: yes yeah.
3: you're going to have him over him again
4: Yes, I think, yeah, I'll have him over McGinn. Mm. I think if you're ripping out one player, like mm-hmm. let's say a top six club is ripping out one player, I think they'll, they'll go for greed. Yeah, but is it because McGinn comes with like a stigma? That journeyman, you don't really want to. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Not really. asked, Grealish is the stylish name out of the, out of the bunch
4: I, mean, I think Grealish is a top player I remember like maybe 12 to 18 months ago there was rumours of him going to Tottenham he stayed mm. you know he's re- rebuilt himself and I just think out of all those options for England I, I think Grealish is the best in I man, think it's a good shout. It's I'm unpopular. Sure. I think a lot of people go for Madison, but um, mm. it's an unpopular opinion. Yeah, that's the name course. of the yes, game. But the thing is, that people is- love
3: the headline catcher. You know, Madison. He's mm. the one that catches the headlines. But when you think about it, Greedish, in terms of composure, I agree. I think mm. he's the better player when it comes to making better decisions, making the right pass. Whereas with Madison, I see he needs more refining, but yeah. that's going to come with time.
4: Mm. And I remember. Um, you know Duncan Alexander with Optus stats. He came and he was like, oh, Jack Grealish has mm-hmm. got the numbers. Those stats, third he, in the yeah, league, third mm-hmm. in the league of mm-hmm. creation. So I think if he could take that to England, but again, you've got a different debate in England. You know they're all egos, big names. Would they still find Grealish the way that Aston Villa's mm-hmm. referencing? Sure, have to man. So it's a yeah. it's a good debate. It's an unpopular opinion, but yeah.
1: yeah. As always, let's put it out, man. Let's see what people. Um, what people think and feel on that. I think that will be, be a good, i would be a good to, to hear people's feedback on, on that topic. Definitely. To be yeah,
0: definitely.
1: Cool. All right. So we're deep into injury time. So we just need to wrap things up now with the segment, everyone's favorite segment, the prospect of the week, just can I, as a can re- I kick off. Yeah, absolutely. Just as a, as a, as a, recap really quickly, for those of you who may not be familiar with this, the prospect of the week is a bad thing. It's a player, or someone within the footballing game who had an absolute stinker this weekend. So if it's a player, it's someone who's, you know, seen red and made some rash challenges, baggy touches, over passes and crosses. Someone just playing, like, even though they, 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 they've they been uh, at, the, at the top level for a certain amount of time, they're playing as though it's their first time on a big stage. Mm. Or it could very well be a manager who uh, has got his tactics wrong and, and has egg on his face. Um... Or it could just be someone who's just bit, just made an absolute blunder and just done something really stupid that we want to call out and highlight. Um, Don't you mention you want to kick things off? So feel free to. Who is your prospect of the week? Yeah, I'm covering my face right now because <laughs> it
3: really, you know, pains me to say it. Um It was at the game, you know, Old Trafford today. Wow, Jurgen Klopp, man. <laughs> Seriously, What, what wow. are you thinking? I mean, okay. this is the opportunity to make a statement. Go to Old Trafford, win the game. And for me, you have one hand on the title. For some reason, Clock tends to get it wrong at Old Trafford. And for this season, I'm not giving him any excuses. I mean, he was erratic on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, he was a hype of activity, yeah, yeah. He was very erratic yeah, in yeah. the sidelines, complaining at the fourth official saying, listen, I cannot go start. This is a joke. Mm. Usually Klopp is more calmer. He's smiling when decisions mm. don't go his way. He's probably thinking, don't worry, my team are still going to put this team to the sword. But again, I just think he got the lineup wrong. I mean, there's too many games where I've seen Henderson and Ronaldo and players are two and it just hasn't worked. And this game was crying out for, for a Naby from the beginning or um, uh, Oxley chamberlain from mm. the beginning. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Klopp' decisions making today had to be questioned. I you know, think so? I think it's I, hard. I think I, the play. It's probably man. harsh, I but I, I I put him to such a high standard mm. that I expect him to get decisions right in these mm. big games because Liverpool need to end this thirty-year drought, and you, when you do that, you need to make statements away from home. And Liverpool didn't do that today. So Jurgen Klopp, for all those reasons, you're my prospect of the week. I think it's harsh, but <laughs> again,
4: that's thoughts prospect. So who am I to argue? To be fair, I think yeah. Klopp. You know, it wasn't a decision issue. I think it was an application issue from the players. Yeah, but I you're think the players to be calming mindset. these
3: players down. You know Old Trafford. Don't give them any encouragement early on. That's down to the manager.
4: Mm, but to be fair, um, managers during the game have a 15-minute spell at half time And I think we did see an improvement after halftime. Did we? Yeah, obviously that was probably due to the fact that Man United got a bit tired and Liverpool, you know, started to show a bit more urgency in their play and mm. coupled with the substitutions but if I should just move forward with my prospect of the week um, you know it came at the newest stadium in the Premier League
5: Um,
4: (laughs) (laughs) you know with two minutes to go your substitute you came on in the 71st minute the remit for Sanchez Flores see the game out Mm. be a defensive rock in the back and you know Kiko Firmino reared his ugly head Mm. Ben Foster clearly said you know what this is my ball he probably doesn't understand English or he might not understand English but whatever happened the ball ended up with Dele Alli Fuster, and you know he <laughs> handed it was, <laughs> you, it was a get out of jail card for Tottenham and you handed oh, them a point God. so for that reason Kiko Firmino you're my prospect of the week <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: what about you Cass? Uh at
0: Old Trafford ooh fair um, ooh. he's Liverpool's darling ooh um, <laughs> no, what's up here? to yeah? you someone that gave away possession 33 times
3: oh, oh. Yes,
0: I'm yes, I'm for me that's an outrageous statistic for any player let alone someone who's so good on the ball he mm-hmm. seemed like he just struggled under the headlights today <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: But like, guys, people going
0: love this, <laughs> it? It, it might have been the international break that's drained him. You know, I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's a bit threatened by Trippier. I, 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 don't I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's Marcus Rashford. You know, the pace and the maybe, moves, like, like, maybe, honestly. maybe it's Pereira's pressing. I don't know. You like um, Trent
4: Alexander? What's wow. my prospects of the week?
1: Wow. I like that one. I like That's that one. a funny yeah, one. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Brought no, the stat back in as well. What's also it?
4: good is no one can accuse us of being biased towards Liverpool. That's two Liverpool people being yeah, Prosper yeah, of the yeah, Week, yeah. you know,
1: so...
0: Fair play. Um, a rare one, yeah. Mm-hmm. but Absolutely. I'm sure he'll be back next week though. He's a really good player. So. Mm.
3: I think when you're a high-risk player, you're going to have unforced errors. Of course, right? of course, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I told you, he got nervous he just started whipping the ball from any angle and Gary mm. Neville was saying it throughout the whole
4: game like come on Trent like, work that
3: angle you're mm. better than this yeah. I
4: thought Robertson was you know susceptible to it as well mm. he didn't really Robertson was
3: forgetting that he had the ball
4: that's <laughs> yeah. what it was <laughs> yeah so <laughs> both of Liverpool's chief creators had off now yeah. but one of still them still assisted that shows the quality definitely
1: of course, of course so as always you know we're going to put this out for, for for you guys to give feedback as well and let us know what your thoughts are Who your prospect of the week was Um, Yeah, it'll be interesting To to see and hear from you guys, man As always, you know We really, really do appreciate And love your engagement So keep it going Uh, Engage with us as much as you can, man You know And always make sure you use The hashtag TBGpod um, I also want to use this opportunity as we close out this episode to um, remind you all that our Twitter handle is at podcast underscore tbg. If you're not yet following us, please make sure that you do, and also spread that around to all of your friends, family members, group chats, uh, and everything like that, so we can continue to grow the platform. You know, we 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 recently hit our 700 follower mark. Mm. And, and, and we're looking now to, to, to hit the next ben, uh, benchmark with, with 800. So please help us to do that. Um, in a second, everyone's just going to plug their own individual Twitter handles. But before we do that, I just want to remind you guys that you can listen to us on Spotify, uh, on SoundCloud, on Apple Podcasts. If you are using Apple Podcasts, please make sure you leave a five-star review. As always, you know, it, it, it helps the growth of the platform and the channel uh-huh. to help us to continue to do that. Um yeah, guys, let's 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 kick things off. Oh, also, yeah, before I forget, dot reminded me, Instagram at pod underscore tbg. Help us to grow that too. Um, and guys, let's plug our individuals, man. So, guys, you want to go first?
0: Um, before I do, just make sure you guys support the, the Beautiful Game Podcast, man. These guys are doing something really special here. So, um, shame, guys. Means, um, so means a lot. They're, man. No, they're yeah. really trying to push. I think really, really. F- good content for sort of people from our from our background and our culture and for young people as well. that They're not necessarily mainstream media, so I just keep supporting. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just me like guys on Twitter, oh I've got some new content coming out next week, so on, on my blog. We'll be and, on to that 100%. Yeah, just talking about academy football and a bit of an insight into that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just that's, yeah. Like Sweet, Gaz man.
4: Well. Cool. Yeah, I'm Dej underscore TBG. You know, um, you can follow me for, you know, Liverpool content <laughs> and, and try and push the Reds a lot. So, yeah.
1: I'm LFC Nino. And I'm Budge Laguna Sweet. I think that's that's pretty much it. Oh, oh. As always I'm looking over at Dot I'm getting I'm <laughs> getting the, the, it was tapping the watch <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> cool. Thank you guys for listening up until this point. Until the next episode, over and out speed.